Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash school to learn more and get your website online today. Okay, everyone, it's time for another episode of Marketing School. And today we're going to talk about the best ways to monetize your blog. I'm your host, Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And we're going to go jump right into it right now. So I think when it comes to monetizing a blog, especially when you don't have a product and you have an audience already, it's good to look into possible solutions. Uh, this can be called affiliate marketing or performance marketing where you can look for, let's say you have a health blog, for example. You can go to a site like clickbank.com and you can look for people that are selling health information products and you can find one that you like and you can push it on your website, whether it's getting people to opt in and pushing them different products um, or you know you can just push it directly like like a exit pop up or just get them to buy directly with, from with a banner uh, on your site and that way you can collect you know p- perhaps you know twenty thirty bucks per sale or even more than that depending on you know the, the type of offer that you're you're pushing so um, affiliate or performance marketing you can check out ClickBank there's Commission Junction there's Share a Sale there's a lot of different ones out there um, and you can even use one called Skim Links if you're just lazy to find the right offer. Uh, Skim Links will help you put affiliate links uh, across your website. But um, just keep in mind you want to you want to look at look out for the you know keep the quality high on your site. So that's one. Neil, what's another one? Well, avoid ads at all costs. The reason being is ads usually pay the least amount. Yes, it may seem like oh this is great money. It doesn't matter if it's AdSense or you have a direct ad sales team. Typically, you'll make the least amount of money from ads. So when I'm starting a blog, especially a new blog, what I like doing when it comes to monetization is just collecting email addresses. Have you ever heard the saying, the money's in the list? Well, the more emails you have, the more money you'll make in the long run. So collect emails because then if you want to create your own ebook and then sell that or you want to sell a course or you want to push an affiliate product or offer, you can do it because then you just take your email list and you blast out to it. Your email list is going to be your highest converting channel. And sure, you're going to get the emails because of Google traffic and social media traffic. You can pay to drive traffic to your blog and then collect emails from a percentage of those people and then push them into products later on. But the key is collect the email address so that way you can continue to market to those people with new products, services, and offerings. Yeah, so Neil alluded to the concept of courses, and the courses have been continuing to blow up, and you can see a lot of these online education companies popping up. You see Skillshare out there, and you can see the the offline ones too, like General Assembly. Now, there's also a lot of people, both both mutual people that Neil and I know, that are doing seven figures a year just making courses. And it's really not that difficult to produce your own course, provided that you have the right expertise. So let's say you've been you know blogging for you know one or two years, then this is time where you can think about perhaps producing a course um, after you know 
let's say you've done like eBooks and things like that. The next progression would be moving into courses. So let's say you've done eBooks, you, you sold the eBooks as a low, pro, low dollar offer, maybe seven to $20 for an eBook. Then you can move into perhaps thinking about charging $500, $1,000, or even more than that for a course because the knowledge that you have is, is specialized and you have an audience out there that's looking for your stuff. And that's where you can make a lot more money than versus, like Neil said, just selling Google AdSense on your site. That's not going to make you a lot. But what it does tell you, if, if a lot of people do, you know, are running ads on a website, it tells you that you know, they're making a lot of money from that site. So that's also something to look out for uh, when you're coming up with ideas as well. Yeah, the other thing to keep in mind is, Anytime you're trying to monetize your blog, don't be too aggressive at the beginning. You want to build up your audience first before you try any sort of monetization. It'll turn them off. When you have a loyal audience, they're much more likely to buy whatever it may be that you want. And you don't have to monetize through traditional ways. It doesn't always have to be advertising, selling courses, etc. One of my favorite strategies is just collect leads. So you write really good information. Then you offer some sort of services, web design, marketing. Uh, you can offer legal services, right? There's a lot of DUI lawyers, lawyers, for example, or even auto insurance or life insurance or whatever it may be, people out there. If you have extremely good content that people love reading, you can then take the blog, create some lead pages, and then within those lead pages, start dialing up the leads that come in and try to close them. And the way you drive traffic to your main lead collection page, right? Like if you have a consulting page, you would put it within the navigation. You can then put banners throughout your content. Keep in mind, the main focus of people when they go to your blog is the content. So if you have advertorials for your own consulting services within the content, and it doesn't have to be too big, you add one or two of them, that'll help drive more traffic to the consulting page, hypothetically. Then you can also put an ad within your sidebar that scrolls with people. As they keep scrolling down, that ad is a stickiness, stays on top. And the ad is, again, for your own product page, I mean your own consulting page where you're collecting more leads. So if you just do those simple things, your consulting page will get a lot of leads or traffic. portion of those people will convert into leads. Then you call them up and then you close the ones that are relevant. I think a really important concept just for people to, I want to drill this part in is a lot of people think, you know, creating a blog, everyone's so, it's the same thing as when venture capitalists pour money into startups. They want to see quick returns. Uh, They know, you know, it might take seven years to get a return, but they want to speed things up for sure. So, you know, a lot of startups, you see them pouring a lot of money into paid advertising because it's immediate gratification. So here's the thing, you know, when you're starting a blog, you shouldn't think about monetization first. You should think about how much value you can provide to other people. You build that audience first. You know, you like Neil said, you, you focus on collecting leads in the beginning. You're not necessarily selling them anything yet. Uh, for me, for personally, for, for growth everywhere, we didn't push anything until maybe a year and a half in or, or maybe even longer than that. We just kept growing the audience. And um, when you have the audience, you're able to sell them anything you want. I remember I had I had people starting to email me asking asking me when I would start selling them things. And I think that's that's something that's powerful in itself because they're ready to be sold to. So building the audience first and building a group of people that trust you, um, that's the hardest part. After that, figuring out what to sell exact, exactly is, is the easier part, I think. Neil, do you have anything to add to this? Yeah, when you start getting into monetization, don't just be like, I want to sell an ebook, I want to sell a course, I want to put up ads. First, survey your audience using tools like SurveyMonkey or Qualaroo to find out, hey, what problems are you facing? Once you have a list of problems, you can look at what majority of the people have issues with and see if you can solve that. And then once you can solve that, or if you have idea that you can solve it, go back to those people, survey them. Let's say if they had a problem with, I can't get too much traffic 
to my website and I don't have any money. Then you could be like, hey, if I created a course on SEO, would you be interested in it? And then you can get all the people to say yes or no. And then from there, if you're getting a lot of people or majority to say yes, you can start considering or surveying them again and say, what would you pay for a course that teaches you how to get traffic to your blog or your website without paid ads? And then you have a rough idea of what they're willing to pay. It's not perfect. It doesn't always work out that way in which a lot of people may put 50 bucks or 100 bucks. You may end up charging less or more. Just because they say they would pay 100 bucks when you offer something for $100 doesn't mean they'll necessarily buy it. But it gives you a rough idea of what people are, what they want and what they're willing to do versus you just going into going into the situation in the dark, spending time trying to monetize. And if it doesn't work out, you've just wasted a lot of time. You know, one thing the audience can try, one thing we, we, we experimented with a couple months ago. So we, we have this thing called uh, the Growth Vault, which is a kind of compilation of online courses that we have. Um, what I basically did was I sent an email list saying, hey, we, we don't have this course out yet, but here's what, what is included. And if you send me $199 right now, here's my PayPal. We don't have it yet, but you're going to be locked into lifetime pricing. We don't know what we're going to increase it to. We might change it to monthly. And just by doing that, I think we pushed over 20 sales just from one email. So that's something to consider. Um, if you do have an email list already, you might want to give that a shot and get people to commit before um, even doing anything. And just the survey part is definitely, that's one part of it. Actually getting people to take out the money, uh, that, that's, you know, that's the next step. So with that being said, I think, we will, I think we'll wrap up this one and we'll see you in tomorrow's episode of Marketing School. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.